Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, what are we talking about? Today's topic, 90% of the public would get fantastic results if they did these simple three things. Why are we doing a show about these simple three things that I'm going to talk about today? Because I see a lot of people that are doing one, if not two of these things, but the people that I know, the clients that I coach that are doing all three of these things, they stand out amongst the crowd in the gym. They stand out in the world definitely because they, they literally have a vitality and a uh, quality of life that makes them stand out above their peers. And, and I see people doing one or two of these things. And that means that by listening to this podcast, maybe that's you and maybe you could improve uh, and, and do one more of these things, if not all three. And I, the point being is that these things have to be realistic. They have to be achievable. They can't be, you know, these super outlandish claims and different things that are going on uh, in the health and fitness space nowadays. And I can make the argument that these simple three things that we're going to talk about uh, would not only solve people's aesthetic goals and get them to, if not to their goal weight, to really, really close to their goal weight. And then, of course, achieving, you know, mental health, vitality, um, alleviating anxiety and depression, and then saving untold billions of dollars when it comes to healthcare premiums, medical costs, and the things that we see going on in the U.S. society today. So what are these three things? Okay, well, before I get into them, first, I want to tell you about the two protein powders that I use. Why do I use these two protein powders? Because a Harvard Health study was done on 134 different types of protein powders, and they found untold amounts of toxins in these companies that make protein powders. This was crazy. They found lead and arsenic and cadmium and mercury and BPA uh, all through these products. Okay. Uh, one was found to, to have 25 times the allowable limit of plastic or BPA in the protein powder. That's just staggering, staggering. So I use Thorn supplements. You guys that have been listeners of the podcast, you're probably using Thorn supplements. Uh, Metabolic and Vanilla Whey Isolate. These are my two go-tos when it comes to our smoothie salad roasted that we do in the program. Uh, my clients are loving this as well. Metabolic is a rice and pea protein that's full of vitamins, minerals, botanicals. Um, this is like a daily vitamin that if I can just have three or four times a week, I don't have to take any pills. I don't have to do any type of daily vitamin stuff. And then I also use the vanilla whey protein to hit my protein goals. It's a very anabolic, clean source of whey protein. It's an isolate grass-fed protein. Therefore, it's less inflammatory than a non-grass-fed 
concentrate, which is what most whey proteins are. So if you're looking at like, you know, you're looking at the cost of certain protein powders, trust me, you get what you pay for when it comes to protein powder. So this, this isn't like all whey proteins are considered equal. So I'm going to buy this one because it's $20 instead of this one that's $40. Okay. You really want to focus on, and we're going to talk about this in today's show, which the, the supplements and the foods that we're using don't uh, cause or exacerbate inflammation in the body. Okay. So I use thorn, metabolic and vanilla whey isolate. Listen, all my clients are using this. They all get 25% off uh, for being a client of mine. Anytime they log into their account at thorn.com. If you haven't already joined the list, I also extend it to my listeners of this show. You could be in Australia or France or somewhere like that. It doesn't matter that you're not in the gym with me. I'm giving you that 25% off discount. All you have to do is email me muscles and veggies, all one word, no spaces, symbols, anything like that. All letters, muscles and veggies at Gmail. Shoot me an email, say, Hey, hook me up. I want to join the thorn list. Uh, and I will get you on that list immediately, uh, with the 25% off discount. You can also go to musclesandveggies.com and then you can email me from there as well. So what are these three things? Uh, what are these three simple, realistic things? And maybe you're thinking these are not about to be simple. Well, maybe they are, maybe they're not. Maybe they're simple over time after you've been applying them. The number one thing, and, and this is probably the reason this is number one is because it's also the most important to me, is you have to, you have to be eating an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan, okay? You have to be eating anti-inflammatory. Um, the reason why, okay, inflammation lowers human function. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Inflammation lowers human function. You will function poorly if you are chronically inflamed. We saw this in COVID. Uh, the people that had the worst go with COVID were the most inflamed people. These were your diabetics, your obese, your overweight population, people that already had underlying heart disease or heart conditions. Uh, these are the ones that either unfortunately passed away or they still have long-standing long COVID um, even two, three years later. So inflammation has been proven. It lowers your immune function. It lowers your cognition. It's like they consider inflammation in the brain uh, one of the contributing causes, leading contributing causes to anxiety and depression, which are at higher rates than ever before. And I could make the argument uh, that's coming from not only our digestion, digestion of processed inflammatory foods, but also because of just raising inflammation in the body. Also causes hormonal dysfunction. So all the hormonal dysfunction we see going on uh, in men and women. So low T in men and estrogen dominance in women. Uh, early uh, menopausal symptoms in women also caused by contributing from inflammation. What about pain and swelling and water retention? These things all come from inflammation. Uh, flat out though, the best way I can put this is it lowers human function. So it's making you a poor fat burner. And think about this for a second. The more processed foods that you're eating, the more these toxins that are in these processed foods, because they're often made in, um, 
they're made in factories and laboratories and things like that. They have a lot of preservatives in them. Fat soluble toxins, the reason they're called fat soluble is because the body, they're not water soluble. We can't just pee them out. The body has to harbor them away in fat cells. Okay. That's what a fat soluble toxin is. Now, what are the worst inflammatory foods? Like if I could have people stay away from these four or five things, what would it be? Well, number one is processed grains and flours, especially gluten. Okay. Um, Alessio Fasano won a Nobel prize for his work on celiac disease. You can look this up. He proved in his studies that gluten inflamed every single person he tested. Now, some were greater than others, but it, gluten literally raised inflammation in all people. Now, I will say that I'm not going to say that like no bread or gluten um, like has any place in a human diet. I'm not gonna, I'm not making that comment. What I am saying, though, is maybe it's something that we don't want to have every day, maybe even every other day. Maybe it's something we should only have once a week or once a month. Um, maybe it's something that we shouldn't just have on a daily basis with processed grains and flours. What about processed vegetable oils? These are called omega-6 uh, rich oils. These are things like canola oil, soybean oil, vegetable oil, uh, safflower oil, cottonseed oil, all these different things. You know why so many companies use these things? Because they are a great preservative. Do you know what a preservative is? It preserves bacteria from bake, breaking down that food. That's why... Um, you know, you see the videos of McDonald's hamburgers and French fries that never mold and they actually will sit underneath your car seat and they'll never mold. They'll never decay. They just sit there preserved. That's preventing that bacteria from breaking down that food. Now think about what breaks down our food inside us. Bacteria. Our microbiome is literally what synthesizes our food for us. So as they... Uh, break down food for themselves, they inadvertently make our B vitamins. They inadvertently break down our food for us and give us digestible vitamins out of that food. So it's, think about what, like common sense here, what is that processed preservative doing inside of you? <laughs> think about that for a second. Now, let's also think number three here, pr process conventional dairy products. Okay. I'm not talking about um, the organic um, non-pasteurized milk that your neighbor has from his cows. I'm talking about the Highland dairy. Yes, I just name dropped um, conventionally processed, homogenized, pasteurized um milk or dairy product from conventional cattle. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to get into the scary details that's behind all that. Just know that there's a lot of antibiotics and a lot of hormones that goes into conventional dairy products, and it's made them extremely inflammatory. Not to mention that our ability to produce lactose diminishes in, as our life goes on. So in other words, we, we make a lot of the enzyme lactose when we're babies, so that we can digest mother's milk. But as we age, we lose the ability to make this enzyme as much as we used to. Therefore, that's where you see that like high numbers, like 70 to 80% of the population are lactose intolerant, whether they choose to acknowledge it or not uh, is a different story. 
And then lastly, so I don't get on a soapbox here because you realize I could talk about inflammatory foods all day long. But lastly, as you look here, the last one I'd say is these additives in processed foods, additives in processed foods. This is like your high fructose corn syrup, your red dye coloring, uh, your MSG, monosodium glutamate, um, other different types of preservatives or sweeteners like Sweet and Low, Splenda, um, Ace K is another one. Um, you know, these type of additives that they put in processed foods are highly inflammatory. Okay. So we've got processed grains and flours and gluten, processed vegetable oils, processed dairy, and then additives in processed foods. Do you, do you keep hearing the common denominator in what I'm saying are inflammatory? It's processed foods. Okay. Anything that has, uh, that's not a whole real food. Uh, you can make the argument that it's highly inflammatory compared to a real whole food that grows from the earth, from the planet, uh, or, you know, obviously off of a wild animal, fish, uh, poultry, et cetera, et cetera. So anti-inflammatory nutrition, it's, it should be the cornerstone of how we structure a health and fitness lifestyle routine. Let's go on to number two. If people are already doing an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan and they have, nobody's perfect, they're, they're owning their Monday through Friday, they deviate a little bit on the weekends or when they go out to eat or with friends or family or whatever, but then they're also adding strength training and low-level movement in a weekly routine, they've just picked up two of the biggest stones uh, that most people are not doing. So they're eating anti-inflammatory and they've included a strength training and a movement routine. Strength training, let's talk about that first. Three to four days per week. Uh, I personally only strength train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I strength train. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, I'm usually doing some sort of hiking, biking, something outside. It doesn't have to be hard. It's not even considered a workout. It just gets me outdoors in the sun with my dog, with my wife, and we're doing something fun. Uh, sometimes with my friends, mountain biking, but this movement routine outside of my strength training, this, the, the key to this is consistency and frequency. Okay. I was talking to a client today, share a brief story. And he told me about a uh, employee of his that he was uh, giving some advice to. She wanted to lose weight. She was in her fifties. And he told her, Steve told her that if she just started walking, just start a walking routine, don't change anything else, start a walking routine. And, you know, he left it at that and it kind of went out of his mind and he saw her a year or two later and couldn't believe she looked totally different. And he asked her, what did you, what have you done? You know, you look awesome. And she said, all I did was I started taking a walk around the block every day. And that turned into a walk around the neighborhood. And then that turned into walking five miles every day. And what got her hooked was at first she lost 10 or 20 pounds and she hadn't changed anything else. And eventually she was down 50 pounds from walking five miles per day. And it was probably something that also helped her mental health. It was probably something that helped her to develop a nice morning routine. And so this is the power of movement. 
And you combine that with strength training and you even get all the other benefits that come uh, with an anabolic strength training routine. Picture it this way, uh, our sex hormones that are elicited from strength training, testosterone and estrogen and DHEA and human growth hormone, uh, these hormones are elevated when we work out. And these sex hormones are our anti-aging hormones. So if you're, you're looking for an anti-aging secret, strength training uh, is one of the best out there. You, so combining that with movement, I think just a simple way to frame this is like, hey, I'm going to strength train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'm going to get out and do something outside, even if it's just yard work. Maybe I don't have time to go out on a hike or a bike or whatever these other two or three days a week. But if I can just get out and do some movement outside and get 10,000 steps on my off days that I'm not in the gym strength training, that's a fantastic way to knock out these first two huge cornerstones of health and fitness. So anti-inflammatory nutrition, strength training and movement. Finally, let's talk about managing stress and prioritizing sleep. That's my number three, managing stress and prioritizing sleep. Let's talk first about stress, managing stress. Cortisol is our stress hormone that's elevated in excess when we are very stressed. Cortisol raises inflammation. We already talked about inflammation lowers human function. It lowers your hormonal value. It lowers your thyroid. It makes you a poor fat burner. It impairs your immune system. It, it causes anxiety and depression. So you can see how this is so important that even if you're eating the best in the world, anti-inflammatory and you're strength training and moving, if you're really chronically stressed and you're not dealing with that, you still are dropping the ball because you're inflamed. Also, um, cortisol in excess, it downregulates the production of testosterone, which is our one of our main fat burning hormones, along with thyroid hormone um, and HGH. So we don't want to downregulate our thyroid. We don't want to downregulate our testosterone by having cortisol in excess and not dealing with stress. And this could be as simple as like focusing on breath work. And if you don't know how to do breath work, it's really, really easy. It's really, really cheap. In other words, it's free. All you have to do is a little bit of research. Uh, look at a couple different videos or podcasts on how to start a breath work routine or a follow a, a modified or a um, what's the word? Not a modified, a guided breathing routine. So you can simply look that up and start a breathing routine. This is like the biggest lever you can pull for stress is breath work. It's because it takes control of the nervous system and it pulls the nervous system out of fight or flight mode. The other thing that's proven is nature. Nature in itself is a cortisol reducer. Stretching and mobility is a cortisol reducer. Exercise, that goes back to strength training and movement, is a cortisol uh, reducer in, unless it's overdone. Okay. Can't overdo exercise. And then also we can't, um, underestimate good social connection and emotional release. Okay. Having people to vent to having people to bounce things off of, uh, these are all part of managing stress. Okay. So if you're stressed out, deal with that, figure out ways to deal with that. Uh, for me, it's nature, it's breathing, it's water, uh, it's stretching, mobility, my workout routine, 
um, good, wholesome food, good, wholesome friends, um, spending time with the people that I emotionally connect with, all those things reduce my cortisol and my stress. Now, let's talk about sleep. I saw this really interesting chart uh, when it came to the CDC put out this map of the United States. And what they showed was that the most obese part of the country also was the most sleep deprived part of the country. So people who slept seven hours or less also happen to be from the four or five most obese states, which I'm in one of them. Arkansas is uh, in the top of the list when it comes to, I think it's in the top four, uh, top five states, most obese states in the United States. So guard your sleep, guard it with your life because it means your life. So sleeping, you know, seven to eight hours, a lot of people say they sleep seven to eight hours, but what's your quality of sleep like? Are you waking up to pee in the middle of the night? Are you waking up uh, for an hour at 3 a.m.? You know, these are all signs that maybe stress is a little bit out of control and that you need to deal with that. I always say to my clients that sleep and stress are like the, the two tools to see how each other is doing. So the worse that my stress is, the worse that my sleep is. So if sleep is pretty dialed in and I'm really sleeping well, a lot of times I can, I can tell and know that I'm managing stress correctly. And of course, you know, think of it this way, human growth hormone, uh, one of our biggest anti-aging hormones, it's released at, it's released the most, uh, between 10, 10 PM and two, 2 AM. Okay. 10 and two, I call that your hours of power. I stole that from shout out to Barbara O'Neill, a naturopathic doctor. 10 to two is your highest uh, production and release of human growth hormone. Human growth hormone is one of our most potent fat burners. So if you're not in bed in between your hours of power, you're losing out on the ability to get this anti-aging hormone human growth hormone. Also tips like keeping your room cool, avoiding too much blue light exposure, dimming your house lights, um, all of which magnesium before bed, all of which will help improve your sleep quality. So all these three things, we could literally solve 90% of obesity, type two diabetes, and likely heart disease, the number one killer in the world. But why won't it happen? Why people won't do it? I mean, let's just be honest. Why? Well, a number of reasons. You could blame commercialism. You could blame the medical system. You could blame, you know, all the different, the food system. You could blame all these things, right? But the most important reason that people won't do all three of these things, it's because they haven't gotten to a place of action. They haven't gotten to a place where they're willing to do all three. They're willing to make sacrifices and do all three. Yes, these these all doing all three of these things on a normal, consistent, weekly, day in, day out basis is not easy, but it can be when you develop a track record over time. It can be when you make it not a diet, but a way of living. OK, you, you own your Monday through Friday. And if you deviate a little bit on the weekend, that's OK. But Monday through Friday, we're doing these things. We're focused on anti-inflammatory nutrition. We're focused on our strength training routine, our movement. We're focusing on managing stress and prioritizing sleep. If we do this Monday through Friday, I promise you, 90% of you will get fantastic results. 
But if you haven't gotten to a place of action, keep listening to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. That's why I'm doing these free shows because I want to help people get to a place where they're doing all three of these things on a consistent basis. The reason I said it's 90% of people, that's because that the last 10%, um, they'll, they'll actually benefit from other things besides just these three. Maybe there's people that are doing all three of these things and they still have underlying conditions or health problems that's preventing them from squeezing out that last 10% of the orange and hitting their goal weight or having a six pack or whatever it is. Right. But here's the key though. You have to be fully committed to the process. And if you're not fully committed and you're just dabbling here and there, then you really haven't tried it. So a lot of people will ask me, Oh, I can't see how you do this gluten and dairy thing. Uh, I tried it for two weeks and, and I'm like, did you feel any different? Well, it's hard to tell, you know? Okay. Well then you really didn't try it. Um, because, I can make the argument that if you go gluten and dairy free for a solid 30 days, a solid six weeks, and you enter that food back in, there's a really good chance that one of them, if you do them one at a time, your body's going to send you the signal that um, it either approves or disapproves of this food. And if, and if you can tolerate both and you can test your inflammation on CRP or homocysteine or blood markers, and you can show me that, I'll gladly tell you to eat all of it you want. But the problem is, is I've done enough lab testing over the last decade that I can see people's CRP drop from a seven or a five or whatever down to a negative, or I'm sorry, a 0 0.8, a 0 0.6, a 0 0.3, not even registering one on the scale where they were at a seven or an eight, or I've seen an 11. Um, that's, that's like a fire in the blood when it comes to inflammation. So my point being, these things are not easy, but uh, we, we can make sacrifices to explore and try and experiment. That's what this journey is all about. And if you like what you're hearing on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast, please do me a favor, review the show, share it with somebody that you know, and also don't forget to subscribe to the show because I do put out a show once a week. It's usually on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, and continue to tune in and listen. I know I went a little bit long. We're at 26 minutes today. I'm usually right around that 20 minute mark. But thank you guys all for listening. And again, share this with somebody who uh, is contemplating starting a fitness journey um, and share with them what you found valuable. So I thank you for listening. I'll see you next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.